0: The quote for today's episode is, True friends aren't the ones who make your problems disappear. They are the ones who won't disappear when you are facing problems. hey guys it's been a while i have been behind this mic trying to put out something i hope you'd like i missed it but i have to be honest i might have tiny tiny bit enjoyed the time without it okay so you have seen the title so you know what is coming i mean with the way things are it is not entirely surprising but i just didn't see me making this kind of episode right now yep the title is right guys i got the runner i got covid now it's been a while since i did an episode like this not particularly talking about a thing but more like just life updates rants and putting my thoughts out there so if this is not the content you signed up for well what can i say this podcast was intended for this too so okay so let me start from the beginning the beginning, like some would say about a little over a month ago I had malaria and I treated it. Came out strong on the other side. So imagine my surprise when I started having symptoms. I came to malaria just a while after. To quote to my wonderful friend Ziabi, Asmao, didn't you just treat malaria like some weeks ago? What is going on?" Those were my thoughts exactly. So yeah, I had the conventional malaria symptoms: headache, malaise, weakness, fever. But with a touch of something else, a bit of stuffy nose, run on runny nose, which I attributed to a change in the weather, cause Hamatan had started rolling in where I am, guys. In fact, now it's showing itself even more, with which is obviously to be expected in this region and at this time. And at that time, it was like malaria season. There was this malaria outbreak, it's like everybody was coming down with malaria. So it is only fair that I thought it was malaria right so yeah i had those symptoms and being the medical student that i am i decided to just self-treat again and got anti-malaria drugs and something for the quote-unquote allergies and cold i started wondering who i offended because it didn't feel fair that i was just being a poster girl for malaria but okay Anyway, fast-forward to three days after I started taking anti-malaria and I still wasn't feeling as strong as I should. Malaria treatment typically lasts for three days, so the third day, it's expected that you would have started feeling good, you know? Nope, not me. And I was sleeping a lot, cause I was tired. I was tired a lot. Never mind that I wasn't going to class since the illness started or I wasn't really doing anything. I would just be in my room, get up for like 30 minutes feel this wave of headache and fatigue and go back to bed. So I expected that I would be a bit better on the third day, you know, but I wasn't. And my suspicion started from then, if I'm being honest, but I waved it off. So before I continue, here's a fun fact. We often assume that our tongue is fully responsible for the diverse flavor we experience, cause duh, that's where the taste buds are, right? But it's actually not the whole truth. Yes, the tongue is entirely responsible for taste, sending signals to the brain to interpret these things and all of that. But flavor is a combination of taste and odor. And odor is picked up by the nose. When I say odor, please, I mean scent, smell, not just bad smell for everything. Anyway, so yeah, the nose detects odor in the food via the nasopharynx, which is like the upper area of your throat behind the nose. So both the tongue and nose contributes to the complex, diverse flavors we enjoy when eating or drinking or whatever. Why am I bringing this up, you might ask? Well, I'm a big tea person. If you know me, you know that I love tea. Flavored black tea, to be precise. That night, I made a cup of tea and drank, but I realized that I was not enjoying it like I normally would, like there was something off. It was as if I was just taking hot water and sugar but I brushed it off. Middle of the night, cause you know my my sleeping pattern was whack. So I was awake in the middle of the night and I wanted to take something. So I took a different type of tea. Same thing happened. Again, I brushed it off. Then in the morning, the next day, another tea, another flavor. And it tasted just like hot water and sugar again. That's when it finally clicked. That's when I realized that for the past two days, the drug I had been taking hadn't made me feel like throwing up from the smell because that always happens. I don't know if it's just me, but there are certain anti-malaria drugs that all those yellow tiny tablets and you just ah, the smell is like, ah, oh, my God. Okay. That always happens. But it hadn't been happening. You get. So I thought I was just being a badass like I had finally found my way around it. But nope, that was not it. It was that my sense of smell had been slowly going but i didn't really notice until it started affecting my taste buds so i went to spray perfume on my hand and didn't smell anything you know now denial i was still saying maybe it's just a cold until in the evening when my taste completely vanished i told my roommates and i told my friend about it but there wasn't much I could do that night because apparently the person during the COVID test wasn't staying in the hospital. They had to call him. So fast forward to the next afternoon, I tested positive for COVID. I don't know how it works elsewhere, but this is what happened here. After testing, I was told I had to isolate myself, obviously. But I'm in a hostel with other students, sharing facilities with them. My room was not an option. The hostel was not an option. And because I live several states away, going home wasn't an option either. So I had to move into the hospital's isolation center. I wasn't going to be allowed visitors and I wouldn't be going anywhere for obvious reasons. I felt like I had just been sentenced to prison. A bit dramatic, I know, but that's just how I felt at that moment. And it wasn't like I'd have my own little room with everything I need. Oh, no, 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 no. It was an open ward with beds and i figured there were going to be other patients there at that moment i was just angry at myself mostly because i kept thinking many people have been having these symptoms remember i said there was a malaria outbreak but you know who knows many people have been having these symptoms in the hostel but it is me that brought my big head to confirm the covid and put myself in this trouble Some of you might be rolling your eyes at my train of thought, but that's just the honest truth. That's just how I felt. I can't help it. I couldn't help it. I was angry and upset and very sad about what was about to happen. There wasn't anything anyone could say to make me feel otherwise. My parents tried. And I'm so grateful for them. (laughs) Just my mom. She was already panicking and asking questions that made me realize she might have wanted to book a flight and start coming down because of how... Sad and upset, I sounded on the phone. Never mind that she wouldn't have actually been allowed to see me, but she just wanted to be there. I quickly shut down the idea, of course. Like I said, I'd be alone, and there weren't exactly provisions for feeding or clothes or anything there, so I had to go back to the hostel and get packed, buy some stuff. The hostel and the hospital and the isolation center are in the same area, so it wasn't exactly a journey, it was walking distance. I was lost in my own head, walking back with my friend Nana, who tested negative, by the way. I was sad, tears in my eyes. And God, I'm so grateful for the people I have in my life. I'm so grateful to and for Nana, because she knew I couldn't really function at that moment. So while we were walking back, she just kept trying to reassure me. And she was making a list of all the things I'll need to pack. And buy. got back to my room and told my roommate the verdict. And somehow, I suspect Nana because she knew I needed it. My other friends heard, and they came to cheer me up. Yes, it was a risk. So yeah, they cheered me up, helped me pack, drove me to go buy some things I needed, and took me to the center. Felt like I was in just one and my mother was dropping me off at boarding school. Anyway... The doctor instructed the nurses to put me at the other side of the ward because there was a partition of glass dividing the ward into two. He didn't want me to stay with the critical patients so I don't get scared because I was actually stable with mild symptoms. So yeah, they put me at the other side. It was an adjustment for me. did the whole registration thing, was assigned my bed, um, set up my things, settled in got calls and all from family and friends, just sending in their prayers and wishing me well, then I did my thing and tried to sleep. The first night and morning were the hardest because of the adjustment, and because that morning, the other two patients that were there, we were just three, the other two patients that were there, they had been in critical states, so they passed away that morning. I pray the rest in peace. I want to use this opportunity to say that tech is a huge blessing because I was just first and calling my friends and family all through. And, you know, with that happening, I actually needed comfort. So I'm really glad I was able to reach out to people that could provide that for me. I was alone, but never truly lonely. My friends, despite their hectic schedules, made time for me and kept bringing me food and all that I needed. I later found out that they made a group chat to sort out my food and anything I might need. You guys are the real MVPs. I also want to thank God for books and wonderful authors that helped me escape my reality into other worlds and movies that kept me entertained. The nurses were amazing, truly. They made sure I was comfortable. They came to chat with me while keeping their distance, of course when they could too. The doctors that were on call at the isolation center were also really great, particularly doctors Asara and Ejimbi. I can't express how grateful I am to them. My friends, Nana, Zainab Zainab Nasiru, Sa'a, S, and Asmao. Yes, my roommate-turned-friend is also bearing the name Asmao, same as me. You guys, you guys are the best. There are not enough words. Thinking about it now still moves me to tears, to be honest. I love you guys so much. And that's not an exhaustive list, because I had many people show up for me, calling and checking up on me, praying for me. I'll never forget it. I am so, so grateful. My family, as far away as they were, never let me doubt for a second the love they have for me calling every day more than once or twice to check up on me and ask if I needed anything. When I count my blessings, my friends and family take the bulk of it because I am so lucky to be surrounded by them. And Alhamdulillah, in all things, I am thankful to God for everything and everyone. My sense of taste started coming back first, then smell. How I actually knew my smell was coming back is that... So they used to come and check my vital signs every morning and every evening. One of the nurses, she had just come to replace another. She came to put the the um, the um cough on me for checking my blood pressure, and I got a whiff of her perfume. I was so happy. Then the next morning, when the doctors came for their rounds, I told them that my smell was coming back. They put hand centers on my hand and told me to smell it and... God, it was such a relief because honestly, you don't realize how good you have things until they're no longer there. Like you know how when you get kata, when you get runny nose or blocked nose, you start appreciating when you had free nose. But then when it goes, you just start, it's, it's just another normal thing that you're just experiencing. So it's very easy to take it for granted. Not being able to taste food and enjoy food like the smell didn't even really bother me. Like, yeah, I get how it can it can be really dangerous. Let's say you're stuck in a place and there's a gas leakage and you can't smell it, but at that moment in time, the smell, the smell wasn't really bothering me as much as the taste was because I couldn't enjoy eating anything. It was like eating cardboard. So yeah, my sense of taste started coming back first and smell, and now I can drink my tea with joy and happiness. So yeah, guys, I'm fine now. I got discharged and I was supposed to have exams like two or three days afterwards. So I had to do crash reading. But we pulled through. So thank God. I'm fine now. Definitely getting my vaccine real soon. By the way, have you guys gotten vaccinated? If your answer is no, could you please let me know why? I truly want to know your reservations and fears. Because I was having a conversation with Dr. Ejimbi and she was just telling me about, you know, how people are not really getting vaccinated. And from a pattern they are seeing with this new wave, they've noticed that the people that come with critical cases are usually not vaccinated. And people that are vaccinated usually have mild symptoms. And also she said having COVID does not actually guarantee that you'll never have it again. In fact, they have seen cases where People that had COVID before come down with it again and their symptoms are even not as mild as the first time they had it. So yeah, back to what I was saying. If your answer is no, could you please let me know why? I want to know your reservations and fears about the whole thing. And maybe, just maybe, I might get someone to address them. You can remain anonymous, of course. I will leave a link to a Google form so you can send your response there. Finally, as you listen to this, please do something. Take the time to appreciate the people in your life that are there for you. Your ride or dies, your family and friends. Let them know how much you appreciate them. Thanks for coming to my rant session slash food for thought slash story time. I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.